0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: It's that time. We have the people. This is Eric, and i This is Priscilla Lima. This is Casey Patterson. The story in real time. We're a much better team now than we were then. I'm not looking at just this year, I'm looking at the next four years. You're listening to The Netline. With
2: Barney, you didn't win, so you must not have done a good job. And DJ Ruche,
3: I have great thighs. It's the net live right now.
2: Boom! 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 I'm not sure it's appropriate. Boom. Why not? I don't know. We had, we had. An awesome show. (laughs) Last week. We had it planned for you. We had Eddie's last week. We hope you listen to that one via iTunes. It is free. Zero dollars, people. Recommend it to your friends for nothing. Zero dollars. Was the greatest show of 2014. (laughs) That is a fine point. I just sneezed my brains out, I think. You're Part of okay? my brains came out my nose. Awesome. Right before the show started, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Barnett and DJ Rouchet. Holding down the home court, Jeremy is bathed in sunshine. Yep. Working on my tan. Supposed to be, I think, 85 degrees here today. Santa Ana's in full effect. Going to be warm. Going to be hot. Shorts weather. Oh, yeah. Maybe you can go side out, Jeremy. Nope. Hurt my ankle again. What? Yep. Five months of rehab. Five months of rehab, you go out one weekend and you no. ruin it. You throw it away. Five months of rehab. Cleared. Felt healthy, felt good. Third time playing. I think it was last Thursday. It was crushing the other team three games of zero. Decided to play one more. Oh, there's your problem. I know, but I felt fine. That's a, that's the thing that freaks me out is I felt fine. There's your problem. I know. I How know. old do you know? Let's oh, not talk about. Yeah. Thirty six. 36. Welcome to the crappy club. I was told it was just a minor setback. The swelling, I I didn't, when I hurt my ankle before, it didn't swell. It swelled this time. Um, And the pain is in a little bit different of a location. So they think it was the muscles trying to protect the ankle that were just overworked. Because it was fatigued. And you were playing one more. Your fourth game of the day. I was playing really well, too, Kevin. (laughs) You know what you need? You need biogenesis. That's what you need. Look, I I would take the cream or the clear at this point if they told me it would fix my ankle. No, that's way back. Cream and clear is well done. This was this was talking about gummies and lozenges. Yeah, I'll take those too. Pink creams and all kinds of stuff. What about drinking the pink? Because that's legal. Will that help? That may help. Well, then I'm I'm gonna order some when I get home. That may help. Drink the pink. Oh, Sean Manzi said the same thing. Welcome to Net Live, ladies and gentlemen. College of Volleyball Weekly coming at you this week. We promised you, last week, we prom- promised you Tom Fuhrer, Thanks. longtime executive producer of Fox Sports West. We should never promise anything. We told you he was going to be here. We confirmed he was going to be here. He confirmed he was going to be here. He confirmed he was going he to be here. Yep. And this morning woke up with a stomach flu. Goes out and gets sick. He's not going into work either, so we're not getting shined by Tom. He's just completely unavailable. And if it's anything like what I had back in December when I picked up my car. I don't I don't want to talk about. It's not good. Bodily fluids. Uh, it's not good. Yeah, well, you drink something that looks like it wouldn't change colors as I'm it Drinking went my green smoothie. It's going to help my ankle. So, cuz if you threw up right now, Kevin? I would throw up. Just watching you throw up Really? Make me throw up. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, you're in trouble on a plane if somebody just chucks on a plane. You're it's, right it's, behind him. It's going to be Yeah. I can't watch it. Can't smell it. Nope. Okay, if you watch somebody pee, do you then have to go to the bathroom? Negative. <laughs> so it doesn't carry over. No, but let me. Tell you, I can probably count on my hand how many times I've watched somebody pee.
3: <laughs> okay,
2: it happens. No, well, you don't have kids, so you have kids, you end up watching a lot of that stuff. Uh, yeah. So Tom Furo was supposed to be here, but he is. He is not. Was it because him and I were going to get in an argument about? Uh... TV trying to ruin my uh, in-game experience during the shows. I did not tell him that you were on the program. <laughs> no. It was, what we're going to do, we've gone back to like the, when Kramer steals the set, or finds the set in the trash can, and he, he has to switch up the format later. Uh-huh. It's all about uh, conflict and animals. Look, I just want to talk it out. Yeah, we, we're going to go for the conflict, and then later we're going to have uh, animal expert Jack whatever from San Diego Zoo out here to, uh, to show us some squirrels live on the radio. Speaking of which, like if, you're a tea, if you're a host of a television show and somebody brings out a panther... And I am panther, a host the television show. Please. Okay, if somebody brings out a panther onto your television show and that puts, it cool. on, puts it on the desk in front of you, yeah. I don't care if it has a leash on it or not. It's a panther. I'm, I'm down. Whether bring, it's bring a panther baby out. panther, a grown panther, it's still a panther. Yes, Sean Manzi, Jack Hanna. It's a panther. Yeah. We could have one right here. We have a desk. Yeah. It's Paul would smack you in the face and you'd be dead. I don't know about dead. Maimed, for sure. Dead. I've been smacked by a house cat paw, and you can come away with some scratches. Yes, but then you can also punt said house cat. Actually sliced my hand, like, two weeks ago. I'm rolling on the ground, messing with a cat, and the cat stop. W- just reaches just out and stop h- hooks it. me. Why? Stop it. Rolling. No, I, I know. I'm, I'm, like myofascial rolling, mean, like the roller. I, oh, okay. I thought you were, like, on the ground,
3: wrestling with said cat. Like... No, no,
2: no. Roller. Having like that high. roller right there.
3: Yeah, the phone, the torture roller is what I was. Like yes, to
2: torture roller. I was torture rollering and the cat was messing around with me. Cat pounced on you. I, I reached out to to like <laughs> swipe at the cat, the cat swiped back and literally sliced my hand. I was like, Really? Really? You just cut me? I'm bleeding. <laughs> I feed you. <laughs> yeah. You want wet food. And <laughs> you're you're cutting me. That's really funny. You will eat only dry for a week. Take that cat. <laughs> when the cat when the cat's sitting on top of the cushions. Because they tell the kids, like, the kids come in here. A, you know, we have a relatively new couch here. They want to sit vertically on the cushion. Of course. Which ruins the cushion. Yeah, Of course. Destroys them. Why would you buy new furniture with kids? And they sit on top. I'm like, what are you doing? You are ruining the furniture for nothing. They're children. I yeah. know. But so we come in, and the cat is sitting on top of the cushion. <laughs> Do they yell at the cat? No, they tell me to yell at the cat. <laughs> Dad, look. Ham's sitting on top of the... Sitting on top of the cushion You gotta yell at him Get mad at him <laughs> Cause they know They know how you roll He's ruining the cushion That's fine <laughs> We're also gonna have A special Matt Gardhoff Ugh. Third person of the year Acceptance speech we, we challenged him last week And if There's one thing we know About Matt Gardhoff He'll take the bait Yeah He's like He's like a blue marlin <laughs> We're along in the boat We huck out some big pink-looking squid thing on a giant hook, and there is Gardhoff the Marlin swimming along. Gardhoff the Marlin. Minding his own business, just hanging out. All of a sudden, he sees a little pink flash. What? What's Mm. that? He has to go and eat it. He knows there's a hook in it. It doesn't matter. He bites it. We haul him into the boat. Do you think weeks when he's really busy, he just doesn't listen to the show because he knows something will get his attention, and know like, oh, I have to do something to that. So we have reeled Matt Gardhoff in once again. We have been off the coast of Panama, and we have reeled him in on our giant 35-foot fishing boat, and we'll have a Gardhoff acceptance speech of his third man of the year award.
3: And is the boat called the Netty? <laughs>
2: <laughs> For many reasons, it could be called the Netty. <laughs> Yeah, it was bought with all that the money that we've earned selling penny stocks in the last yes. few weeks. I understand you went and saw Wolf of Wall Street. I did. And and are you in? Are you with me? We're gonna sell off the pink sheets. I'm not. I'm not the best salesman, but I'm in. If I can, I don't need a, a Lamborghini or a white Ferrari. But I'll, take, but I'll take it. Both. Yeah. You don't need uh, that Australian actress, but we'll take her.
3: Hmm.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Wolf of Wall Street. If you're in with a penny stock firm, let us know. We're signing people up now. I just uh, rented a local auto garage that had gone vacant. You We're in. 5,000 shares for 50 bucks. You're in. <laughs> you're in. Imagine the potential here. We're talking about top shelf, 1,000% potential. Do you want to pay off your house? Would volleyball be a penny stock? <laughs> yes, it's way too volatile for the, even the NASDAQ. Okay, just curious. Yeah. Yeah, volleyball. Let's see. We would have been on the Nasdaq in the '80s, taken off, put back on in the early 2000s. But yeah, back to penny status. I think the last time it went public, and I could be wrong here, but I think it was selling at 10 cents at one point. I believe you're right, but they sold some shares, didn't they? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, grant. I don't know how all that stuff works. Like, I I have no idea. But obviously, you go public because the company needs money. Um. You go public because you're going to retain 50% ownership of the company. You're going to retain 50, whatever, 3% of the stock or something, whatever yeah. is necessary. Yeah. And said stock will go from zero value or whatever it is you're earning to whatever the value is in the general marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. So if your stock, you all of a sudden come out at $47, say set an opening price of $47, yeah. you own, say there's a million shares, you own 500,000 shares. That 500,000 shares wasn't worth anything yesterday. Today, that 500,000 shares is worth $47 the, a share. Because you said the market price. And people start paying that, and it gets bid up to $60 a share. Now you are extremely wealthy. I like it. That's one reason to go public. The other reason, yeah, is to bring in working capital so you can expand your business. Yeah. And your venture capitalists can get all their money back. And that is movie importante. I was trying to think of the company, <clears throat> Oculus Rift. The Oculus Rift. Have you heard of this thing? Nope. The Oculus Rift is a essentially virtual reality headset yep. that you put on. Yep. That no, oh boy, yeah, this is work calling. You need to put them on. You need to. <laughs> All right. So you put this headset on, and you have the vision in front of you. So you're you're inside the thing, but as you look side to side, you scroll inside of your world. As you reach forward, it'll put your hand into the thing. Interesting. And now you're reaching forward and grabbing something in the virtual world. Interesting. The Oculus Rift is on its way to changing the way you play video games, the way you watch TV. For sure. It's it's pretty neat. But they went on Kickstarter. They raised, I want to say, a million and a half dollars on Kickstarter. Uh Uh-huh. Then they secured $90 million in other funding. Wow. Yeah. Pretty awesome. 90 mil. 90 million. Now they have to deliver a product still. It's yeah, not out course, yet. Course. They only have testers out for 300 a piece, but it's getting there. The people who watched it at CES or used it at CES, this is, I guess, the second version of it, Yeah, said it was unbelievable. I'm sure. Off the hook, game changer, no more big TVs, just four people sitting around with headsets on. Video games now, buddies of mine were telling me, like the NBA 2K or whatever, like if you're playing like... If, you log, if you're on the internet yeah. and players are injured on those teams, you can't play with them. Correct. Which I think is ridiculous. Yeah, that's been going like, on ridiculous for Ridiculous in a great way. Like That is unbelievable. Yeah, they used to put out rosters, so you'd have to load a roster yeah, that was yeah. current. Yeah. Now it updates every day. Yeah, which is crazy. It's unbelievable. And utterly fantastic. It's crazy. And I remember we were playing in 2004. This is all the way back in 2004. We're at the Summer Olympic Games, and you have to kill time somehow. It's hotter than blazes out in Athens. Yep. We're in between matches. We play every other day. So we've got to kind of relax. You can't be out doing crazy stuff. Correct. So we would have Madden challenges. Obviously. So I would play Madden against everybody. Yeah. And we're sitting there playing one day, and Doug comes in. And he goes, Wow, preseason's on already?
3: Because that's how real it looked.
2: That's how real it looked then. Wow. PS2
3: In 2004,
2: two. yeah. It was PS2. Yeah. PS3, now PS4. You watch the commercials, the reality of it, the, the realism of the games is un, unimaginable, even just 20 years ago, when I'm playing Super Spike Volleyball on Genesis, <laughs> trying to run combos with Sugar. Nice. Sugar. Nice. Yeah, that's a great game. We need, I don't have my Genesis anymore. I gave that to Greg Romano. I don't, I'm not a video gamer. I played when I was younger, and Nicole's actually very happy about that. She hasn't come home from work, and I've just been playing video games for 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good for anybody. Like every once in a while, she's like, I'm, just, I'm glad you're not that guy. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just, I'm either here or I'm working on music, Kevin. Those are my two things. Yeah, my career's gotten in the way of any video game playing and kids. I, I mean, I have. <laughs> I'm going to say it's more the kids. I have Grand Theft Auto V. You played it, like, once. Yeah, twice, kid. I think, yeah. For maybe two hours total, which is okay. I'm just wasting, stole, wasting time. you stole your real-life car in that <laughs> game, but in real life, and now it's in your garage. That's right. Yeah. That's right. If I could bring things back and forth between the virtual world, that would be good. Is that why Reed's not coming back today? Because he remembers you driving us in the car last time, and he, didn't, he thought his life was in danger? To our lunch? Yeah. Five minutes down the street. We had to wait for the car to warm up a little bit. Well, I'm glad you got over 1,000 miles. Now you can really get after it. Had my mother-in-law in the car yesterday going left-hand turn from aviation to PCH, coming down the hill. Yeah. <laughs> I look down and we're in third gear doing 55. Like, ah, it's a little over. It's 25 over.
3: <laughs> Gotta be careful, Kevin.
2: Gotta be careful. Set a good example for the kids. I have a problem, Jeremy. Oh, boy. I have a problem. I wish I had problem music to play for you. You and I are getting ready, and this has bothered me for some time, but this commercial came on. I'm glad it came on at the time we were sitting here. <laughs> so I think it's Icy Hot that the commercial's for or, or something. Yeah, but it's the, isn't like, it's Gold Bond. Lotion. Gold Bond, medicated cream. That's what it is. Gold Bond, medicated cream. Shaq comes on talking about Gold Bond. Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu. How about how much he uses Gold Bond, likes Gold Bond, whatever. Fine. I don't care if he uses it or doesn't. It doesn't bother me one bit. Shaq is wearing, what appears to be a long-sleeve underwear, like long john top yeah, or yep. something. They only show him from the, I don't know, peck, peck up. up. Yeah. yeah. They show him saying something about gold bond and smiling, the million dollars smile. And then they cut to to Shack, ostensibly Shack, putting on gold bond cream from the neck down. It is not Shack with no shirt on. With no shirt on. He is trim, fit, and toned. Yep. None of those adjectives apply to the current state of Shaq, if you've seen Shaq wandering around anywhere. Shaq, I'm sure, is not well-defined, but he has slimmed down. He needed a stunt body for his yep. Gold Bond medicated cream commercial. Correct. I'm not happy about the deception. Here is my defense on that, Kevin. Shaq is so big, he may not fit into the camera frame well for that shot. That is a valid point. That is a valid point. Because that's the other thing. You see the right arm, and I go, that's not Shaq's arm. Shaq's arm is twice that length.
3: For sure. And probably twice as big. Shaq's a big guy.
2: Yeah. Well, you can pan out, don't you? You can put it on a different lens. But if you want to close Josh Blazebrook could make it happen. But if you want to close in to show the moisture getting into the arm and all that <laughs> stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't. <laughs> this, Shaq's arm's probably too big for that, Kevin. You just show the head of his tricep. You're like, what is that on my <laughs> screen? Is that... I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> Is that an arm? Is that a... What? Is that a knee? What part of the body is that? So stunt doubles commercials, you're out. Just on this
0: one.
4: Okay. Just
2: so obviously not Shaq. They do that in the movies a lot, too. You see a hot chick. Yes. And then they pan to her body, and they don't show her head. True. Lots of stunt bodies. Yeah, Julia Roberts had a stunt body in which is Pretty Woman. If you don't want to show yourself on screen... There's nothing wrong with that. Some women have pretty faces. Some have great bodies. The lucky ones have both. (laughs) Come on. You know. You've been out there. You look around, and you're like, that woman is beautiful. You see the face. Oh, man. No, I don't do that. How scary would that be? I don't do that. The Kramer. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of movies. Yes. I saw Say Anything last night. I'm still on my uh, awards season travel here. Say Anything. Wasn't that... John Cusack back in the day? Uh, Does it say anything? I think you're wrong on your movie title. (sighs) The new one. Wasn't that an 80s movie where he held the boombox over his head? Yeah, yeah, you're right. In Your Eyes. Yeah. The Light, The Heat, Your Eyes. Who sings that song? Love Complete, Your Eyes.
1: Um, I've got the
2: the CD, too. Peter. Mm -hmm. Close. Last name? Starts with a G. man. G? Yep. I've got the CD downstairs, too. Take Gabriel. It. There you go. Peter Gabriel. Didn't even have to use Google for that one. Uh, this is, no, the one that's the final. Who's in it? Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Sopranos actor James Gandolfini. I'm trying to think of the name. Or the... Oh, it wasn't that was his last movie, right? Correct. Correct. And I'll I tell you what, it's, a, I think, an excellent film. Are you getting the screeners? Is that what you're getting? Yes. Because you're sick. SAG? That is correct. I'm not SAG, but I know someone who is. <laughs> that, not to be named, because if you did name the person, then that would be a problem for them. <sighs> she smokes? Julia? That's not a good look. No, smoking is not attractive. No, that's not good. That's a bad... Speaking of smoking, while you're looking that up, remember last week when I said people that smoke electronic cigarettes are douches? Yes. So Nicole was listening to the show. She's like, oh, I thought it was funny that you said that. She's like, what I didn't agree with was when you said, if you're, just, if, if you're good at smoke, just be a man and smoke real cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you should have said be a man and don't smoke. I was like, oh, that's true. That's true. You shouldn't smoke. I wasn't condoning smoking. No. But what I was saying the is. The NetLive is staunchly against smoking. Yes. If you're walking down the street smoking a cigarette because you think you look cool and it's an electronic, I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> Even if I like you as a friend, I want to punch you in the face. But I appreciate not having to smell your smoke. But yes, be a man and don't smoke. How about that? Yeah, on the Golden Globes, or a woman don't smoke. Yeah, on the Golden Globes, she was rocking the e-cigarette. Julia Louis Dreyfus. You might be off my list, Julia. It's, I mean, as, it's, aside it's, from it's lame. Aside from the fact that you're like five foot one, or however tall, very short. You st- see, you're standing next to the back of a Prius. It looks like a, a twice, twice sized Prius. Looks gigantic. Uh, it's called Enough Said. Thank you, chapboard. Enough Said. Say anything. Very Cam close. Kerr, BJ Evans. She's like, it's close. <laughs> enough Said. There is an S and an A in there. So Enough Said. I saw it last night. Yeah. Good film. Yep. Cute film. Very, very uncomfortable towards the end. Because... Just the social situation. Oh, okay. I'm perfectly comfortable with language nudity, and nudity, any of that stuff. No problem. Yeah. The social situation, a little bit like The Office gets sometimes, or used to get. I, I don't watch The Office. The uncomfortable Yeah, that's, you're like, and that's oh, why, I, and that's why I don't watch The Office. Oh man, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine being stuck in this spot. <laughs> like, oh. How do I get out of this? Oh, I just oh, you just stop talking and walk away. But it's a fun little film. It's it's a good film. Uh, the other, I wanted to watch The Butler. But the codes we had were wrong, and when uh, I put yeah. in the Butler code, I ended up with uh, Wilhelmina, Palamina. Sure. I don't know. Philomena. That's what it is. Philomena. <laughs> Philomena. Phil Dahlhauser on that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little tiny Phil. <laughs> it's a small Phil. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, Dr. Evil and Mini-Me. It's uh, Phil and Philomena. Little tiny female Phil. Uh, so, yeah, I, didn't, I did not want to watch Philomena. I just didn't care. I don't care about filming. I don't want to see it. I'd like to see the Butler. I'd like to see Twelve Years a Slave. Can't do that one. Um, this one was okay. Enough said. I, I was okay with seeing it. I enjoyed the film. I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was a good film. So I recommend Enough said. If you want to check it out, uh, good date film. Wolf of Wall Street. Good film if you're looking for a career change. Maybe not necessarily a good date film, but it was date night for Nicole and I, so that's what we went to. Yeah, there's something for everybody in there though. But so I'm saying, like, if you're trying to like if it's a first date and you're trying to get all romantic, Ooh, no. that might not be the one. No. No. If you're dating a stripper, probably okay. Which, again, the NetLive Net does not recommend. If you're going on your first date with a stripper, you could take her to Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be okay. If that's what you're doing. Dallas Buyers Club. Still, you should see that one. I know I we do, mentioned it last week. I we talked like about it. Yeah. See that one. Uh, obviously, these a lot of these are good films. Although... When award season comes around, sometimes they're promoting films like Sense and Sensibility, or as I like to call it, Nap and Napability. And they're just films that – I don't know who these people are voting. I don't know who the people are that nominate, but obviously they're 75 years old, have no life, and never get out and and hook up with anybody. But are they nominating it from the artistic side? I don't care. I don't care. It needs to be a good, entertaining film, I and mean, I don't need gratuitous sex to have it be a great film. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> You're not against it. No, but it, but make it a good film. Don't make it some art house a ink crap film. I understand. I mean, enough said. I don't know that it's a. I don't know that it is a Academy Award winning film. It's his last performance. I can see why you put out a good film. James Gandolfini's last performance before he unfortunately passed away. He's very good in this film. Yeah, he's kind of understated performance. He's very good. I, I liked James in it, and I liked Julia Louis Dreyfus as well. But I like her less now that she's rocking the e cig. It's just not not good.
3: Not Where's Pretty? You promised me he'd be on the show today.
2: That's a good question, Ken Stephens, and I love when you ask, because he said he had to go to San Diego or something, some sort of convention. I don't know what he's down there for. There are but golf courses down there, aren't there? There are golf courses, and I don't know if he got his driver for his gigantic Mercedes. <laughs> I mean, I walk out, he says, yeah, I got a new car. I walk out expecting the 77 Chevette. Instead, out there is a Maybach. I, I don't understand <laughs> You know, what was funny, and I text read this, I walked into Staples Center, I don't even know what today is, whatever day it was, last week I had a game, and I walked in through the tunnel this time, as opposed to the regular security door, just because of how I walked over there, Yes. and as I'm walking through, one of the cars pulls up, 10 windows super dark because they drive down into the, um, right. underneath the arena to drop off their car, but yeah, so they have to roll down their windows to check in, and they walk around the car with a mirror to make sure there's no bombs underneath. Yes, done that at the Olympics. Blake Griffin. Same car Reed drives. Seriously? Yep. Except for I don't think Blake's is diesel. Well, and Blake's is probably one of a fleet um, just, of vehicles. Just saying. Yeah, probably not his only vehicle. Yeah. yeah. Reed's rocking the gym otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of Reed. Oh, really? Should we unmute him? Sure. Reed?
0: What's up, gentlemen?
2: How are we doing?
0: Yeah, so, so my whips include uh, a uh, longboard skateboard, a beach uh, cruiser <laughs> and yeah, the uh, the electric cart.
2: Nice. That's a good fleet. Well, I can't wait till MTV Cribs comes over and you just line them up outside of the, <laughs> on the driveway.
0: Is MTV still on air these days?
2: Um. Apparently, I honestly, and this is no joke. I don't know what channel it is. I don't either. But it is still on. But I don't think they, they should not call themselves uh, music television. It's no, they're right. called MTV. Yeah, no one reality. remembers that it was music television. Yeah. Uh, exactly. It's one of those it's things. reality that they, TV at this point. Comes, like, what's TNT? Anyone know? I do, actually, because there's... Turner that.
0: Broadcast... Uh, Turner something?
2: Oh. Turner Network Television. Yeah. What's TBS, Reed? You had that one.
0: Trinity Broadcasting uh, Network.
2: Did you say Trinity? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not <laughs> the <laughs> Matrix. <laughs> no, but it, people don't remember what's behind some of these. Like, CMT tried to rebrand itself. Country music television. No, now it's just CMT. Yeah, because they're not doing country music. Right. They're, doing. they're doing some hazard and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's country. So, Reed Pretty, where are you going, and why aren't you here for the show? We're missing Tom Fuhrer today, so you didn't end up missing anything. Tom got stomach flu and missed out. Oh, bummer.
0: Uh, yeah, so last-minute family uh, assistance, and uh, I'm actually in the car with my family. Lindsay, say hi. Hi there. And we got a little Luke. man in the back. Can you say hi, Caden? Yeah, he's focusing on his trail mix right now. And, uh, yeah, uh, duty calls. Uh, it's a rare occasion that I'm actually available to help other people. Typically, it's just about me and my schedule. So, uh, uh, and it's actually really strenuous after the meeting that, that, we have to be a part of. Uh, I have to take my father in law golfing, so it's it's not really a See, day that I.
2: There it is. It's hard it
0: work. It's, it's hard.
2: Now, now we know why the schedule changed. I told you there were golf courses down there. They were like, Reed, <laughs> We have we have a family emergency. We need some help, uh, but we're not we're not sure we can get you down here. There's also a round of golf involved. There's a round of golf. Read <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm in.
0: You know, right. so guys, in all seriousness, I have—I'm uh, not taking this season totally off. I start competing this week. I got my locker. Actually, I'll, I'll tweet you a picture of my new locker, and um, I think I get my uniform tomorrow, and I start competing Thursday. So, uh, you know, a new group of teammates. Uh, luckily, we all speak English, and uh, I'm excited to get back and, and lace up the shoes.
2: This is this is not volleyball. These are golf shoes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I failed to mention that uh, uh, it's a golf golf team. Uh, but we square off against El Miguel on Thursday, and I have my practice round tomorrow to chart out the course. And I'm uh, I'm super fired up. Butterfly's already starting. I've, I'm like lining up my balls. I'm marking them like my specific marking. It's bringing me back to uh, being 15 years old, working at McDonald's, trying to make it to the JOS.
2: Yeah, marking your marking your golf balls just like when you have to mark your socks for laundry overseas with your number so you get your socks back. You're not going to get any sleep tonight. You're just you're <laughs> going to struggle to to get to sleep. You're going to wake up early. Nerves. I mean, this is like a golf Olympics for you.
0: No doubt. But before I go, I w- I do have some vo- some volleyball to contribute. I uh oh. had dinner the o- yeah, I had dinner the other night. Uh, we had Phil Etherton over. Um, And he just spent the last couple weeks in Poland, and uh, it was cool to hear. um, I guess Poland is just super amped about hosting the World Championships, and they are discussing the potential of an outdoor match as the opening match to the World Championships that Poland would play in, and they want to rival the record for the most attended sporting event. Nice. Nice. So uh, it sounds really exciting, and, and I would love it if we were somehow lined up in that match. That would be so special. But I think we've seen it before over the last 20, 30 years, or maybe a Cuba, or, or maybe even the States they did it one time where there was an actual indoor match that was hosted outdoors for uh, crowd reasons. So that would be uh, really cool.
2: There was something called the Banana Boat Tour. Tom Sorensen, Lloyd Ball era, right before I joined the team, they'll know about that. They played outside against Canada. Interesting. At one point, it was so hot and humid where they played that the floor was wet. Ooh. Yeah, that wasn't a good thing. I've heard stories about that. So, uh, yeah, it has happened. I love this. is like sounds like the Winter Classic to me because you could you could pack it like that. You know, one hundred twenty thousand people at Michigan Stadium
3: playing a sport court.
2: Yeah, here we here you could. How many could you get in Poland? Could you go fifty, sixty k? You probably oh, could. I,
0: I, they're they're talking over 100,000. Wow. Really? Yeah, I think Brazil has done it. And I think uh, Poland, their whole goal is to sort of usurp uh, Brazil as the, you know, the number one place of uh, attendance and in, in crowd following and fan support. So uh, I think they could do it. And, you know, Poland's the one that's really pressing the envelope with high-def coverage and, and instant replay and, and all that stuff. So, um, it would be uh, really cool to see.
2: I like it. I like it a lot. We you need to make sure the net live is there. That's you have to work it in. Yeah, let's do that.
0: <laughs> all right. Let's we'll see if uh, some of our sponsors and partners that are listening right now can get excited about that initiative.
2: In. Get us to Poland. That's the new mantra here.
0: <laughs> nice. That's it.
2: Get us to Poland. I don't care about anything else in the volleyball world until we get to Poland.
0: (laughs) All right, guys. Have a great show.
2: All right. Good luck, Reed Pretty. Suit up. Play well. Drive on. Reed Pretty, practicing (laughs) for his second career, going to join the seniors tour. We here on the Net Live are going to continue. We have College of Weekly coming up. And and after the break here, I want to play Matt Gardhoff's acceptance speech. I want you all out there to hear it. This is something worth hanging on for. You definitely want to check it out. It's one of the top, top speeches we've ever had here on the show. I don't know if we've had a lot of speeches, Jeremy. but had some rants. we rants. This is going to rank right up there with any singular performance that we've had a person put together. Geeters rant about getting healthy, getting clean back in 2010, 2011 or so. I like that one. I'm going to put this, put this high up there. In the realm of singular speeches given on the net live, so we're going to take a quick break. We have college weekly weekly with Jay Hasek and Rob on the mic from Irvine. So we have a good full lineup for the rest of the show. Glad you made it through the non-volleyball portion of the show. We will somehow get back to volleyball here in just a second on the net live. We play a little some tunes, some tunes, some tunes, good tunes, obviously.
4: Feel alive
2: Welcome back to The Net Live here on Bobble Magazine. Thanks to Bobble Magazine and the ABCA for their support of this program. Make sure you get out there and see Court and Spark, and also uh, make sure you check out Gold Medal Squared if you're looking to bring somebody in. They were kind enough to bring us up to Seattle and host us for convention, one of our fantastic shows throughout this year. We had a lot of fun doing the convention program. It's one of the best because the people that come on and the people that we get to talk to and see and have wander by, you really feel like you've attended the event. And if you haven't attended that event in the past, you should. Next year is Oklahoma City. It happens right in conjunction with the Women's Final Four just before Christmas. Get out there and and go to convention. It's a very, very cool event. If you're a volleyball person, you will love being there. Just the people and the opportunity and the matches and so on. Just a lot to do. I'm in. in Can't wait to go back. So get out there and do it. Also, make sure you get our program via iTunes, iTunes, The Net Live, Blog Talk Radio feed. You can check it out for $0, tell your friends, let them know that we're out here talking about volleyball or not talking about volleyball each week. Kevin and Jeremy holding it down, bringing Reed in every so often to talk about this and talk about that, mostly about golf, since I spend most of my time talking about other things. And you can join the new Kickstarter campaign, Get Us to Poland. <laughs> we should put that on Kickstarter to see what happens. <laughs> well, it's not Kickstarter, crowdfunding, crowdsourcing. You can do it's Kickstarter. But Kickstarter is for also for ideas, not just products. I it was more of a product-based thing. Oh, uh, yeah. We can look into it. Yeah. Well, there's some way, We the People, supported by We the People or something. Remember that from a few years we ago? The people, for, for the people. For beach events, for beach players. Yep. It was a nice initiative. Didn't go anywhere, but it was a nice initiative. Kind of like the idea. That is it. That is all. Jeremy, uh, we, we're listening to One Direction there. No. So, uh, <laughs> one Republic. That's my fault. That's Jeremy with the music. The closing, boy band? Was one Direction. <laughs> Bad thing is I knew. Well, you kept calling it some guy. One Direction like, what's that was... guy's name? I know. I was thinking of somebody else. I was thinking like a Vici or some other band. I don't know. It's all good. Let's get to Matt Gardhoff. Okay. I know you listened to part of this and shut it off. I listened to it like about 30, maybe not even 30 seconds of the intro. I was like, nope. I want to hear it fresh like everybody else. I couldn't stop. <laughs> And I can't wait to listen again. This is Matt Gardhoff. He was named 2013 NetLive Third Man of the Year last week. received Steve Donetti. And we, we threw out the squid bait with a giant hook in it mm-hmm. for the Gardhoff Marlin. Who called who? What do you mean who called who? Did you call him? We said on the show last week, if you do it, we'll air it. Okay. He just sent this email this morning. That's the the last time I thought about it was last Monday. Okay. Till this morning when I listened to what he sent. So Jeremy, got it queued up. I do. Here's Matt Gardhoff, his acceptance speech, the 2013 third man of the year.
0: Gardhoff, congratulations. Gardhoff. Grab your smartphone, three four seven, record a speech, and we'll
2: post it. Yeah. We will air it. Yes, yeah, that's a great idea. Record it into your memos. Send us the audio of you accepting the 2013. Third Man of the
0: Year Award for the NetLive.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Wow. What an honor. This award means a lot to me. It represents an entire year of working for for free to help the NetLive grow the game. Grow the game is a phrase licensed by and property of Gary Sato. Any unauthorized use of grow the game is strictly prohibited. It's hard to overstate the magnitude of this honor. I, I mean, aside from winning an Olympic medal or being selected for the U.S. national team or winning a pro beach event or a collegiate title or, say, a 15s club championship or, you know, one of those charity tournaments where they pair a hack with a pro, the netty is the highest honor that can be bestowed upon anyone in our sport. I have a ton of folks to thank. First and foremost, the current hosts of the NETLIVE, Mr. Kevin Barnett and DJ Rocher. Without your vast knowledge of motocross fans I 've never heard of, Kitty Litter, Top Gun, and Smoothie King, I would have a much narrower view of the world. <laughs> I'd like to thank Mr. Drew Westling, my teammate on the Sons of Newcastle and the Long Beach Parks and Rec League. Drew is the person who introduced me to the net live, and anytime I don 't feel like finishing a collage or skipping an episode, there's a quick pep talk from Drew usually saying,
1: "Come on, Kartoff, suck it up
3: <laughs> i 'd like to thank my predecessor in the role of the then fifth man, now third man of the year, assistant Penn State men's coach, Jay Hosick. and of course, by extension, his smoking hot trophy wife, Stephanie, whose Facebook posts alone are responsible for my gaining 12 pounds this year. I'd like to thank Mr. Dustin Abel, Brandon Rosenthal, Reed Pretty, and Chris McGee for their tireless support of the show, at least until they got busy with other things, as well as all the regulars on the chat board, KCBB, Mickle, Mansi, Guest 1700, Unrated, Texas Troll, and many others. Well, not many others. There's usually between, like, 16 and 27 of us, but a few others. I'd like to thank Robinson's Utilities on Venice Boulevard for renting me the George Washington Colonial costume over and over again and keeping me in credit card debt by refusing to sell the goddamn thing to me. I'd like to thank my wife, Corinne, for not saying things like, Great, an Eddie Award. How is that going to advance your career in advertising? And I'd especially like to thank my 10-year-old daughter, Sophia, whose lukewarm interest in the sport of volleyball has continually inspired me to come up with new and interesting ways to get her to like it more. <laughs> because, honey, no offense, but gymnastics sucks, and there are very few scholarships for it, so please, get with the program. Okay, okay, I'm getting a message on the teleprompter to speed things up, so I'll close quickly with an epic poem. The start of your week can go quite awry. If you haven't heard from Mick Haley, David Niffen, Karch Kirai. There's one place where the greats of the game congregate to discuss, get off topic, rant, scream, and debate with dedicated moderators and contributors who rock. I'm talking about the Net Live, not the trolls on Volley Talk. It's a forum like no other, covering all aspects of the sport, from coaching to playing to the size of the court. Who will be on the show? Each week there's new guests, between practices, doing dishes in airports, skipping rests, the hosts ask the tough questions, hear proposals, make bets on whether Kevin will concede that it's games and not sets. They speculate on the future of indoor and beach, owners, sponsors, and players they endeavor to reach, overcoming the challenges of audio streaming, always ready to give the NCAA a good reaming. Barnett, Rouchet, and sometimes read pretty, broadcast from Istanbul, Turkey to Oklahoma City. So as you're commuting to work or to home in your Hyundais, suffering another case of the Mondays, plug in your iPod with a newfangled adapter and pull up your podcast to the most recent chapter. Make the most of your time and the most of your drive. Like sands through the hourglass, these are days of the net live.
2: Are you kidding me? Matt Gardhoff. I I mean... I know we just gave out our 2013 netties, but does Matt already get a 2014 netty? I mean, literally, does he already get one? Should we just give it out now? Jeez. The, well, hey, he might be second man of the year, the way things are going by, by the end of this year. Yeah. I, he's uh, he's a member of the Sons of Newcastle. Does that mean he's in a motorcycle gang? Is that... <laughs> and does his jacket say VP on it, or like, Sergeant in Arms? Like, what is Garthoff's title on that jacket? <sighs> Oh, just as a note uh, to go with Matt Gardhoff's uh, thing there. There were 14 on the chat board at the moment that uh, his stuff was playing. There's now 13. And uh, I felt like at the end that I was sitting by the fireside for, like, a oh, yeah. poem on Christmas Eve. I'll wrap this up real quick. There was a minute 30 left <laughs> when, he, when he said that. When they played the music. Yeah. <laughs> that is unbelievable.
0: Oh, it's fantastic. It's so good.
2: Learning about motocross and bands I don't know. And here's something I learned too: that he does not own that George Washington costume. No, I assumed that it would just be his. Like I didn't. Oh, he's paid for it six times over. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> There's got to be like a Hollywood studio that could sell him. Now it's. Now I'm on a mission to find him one. That'll a be triangle my, hat. That'll be my mission. So he doesn't keep running it. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Matt Gardhoff, bravo. Bravo. Texas Troll, you even got a mention in there, buddy. There you go. You were in there. Rob on the mic still coming up with Jay Hasek in just a few minutes for our College Volleyball Weekly. There was some good matches inside the men's program. But here's one thing I wonder about this AVCA update. Big sport of the show. Eight pages when the women's thing is out. I've accidentally printed it before. I've printed the, the whole thing. It's been five to eight pages. The men's doesn't even make one page. Wow! Does this include Conference Carolinas? There's nobody reporting because it says other schools reporting results. There's two schools, two matches, four in there. That's it. Let's put your phone on silent over there. Yeah, I might have to pick that up. Actually, we had an incident this week that I'll tell you about in a second. Let's, uh, let's take a break here on <laughs> that Can I just play? Gard- oh, you'll you'll be interested. Can in I just that? play
3: Guardhouse thing again? <laughs>
4: We it up, We it up, up
2: Welcome back to the Net Live, Kevin and Jeremy holding down the home court once again, College Football Weekly coming up in just a few minutes. That's our version of putting you on hold, except, yeah. we, except for we play music for you. That's the, you know, That right there is sort of a, a moment from the past. The Nick Lewin era, the 2010 era, the NetLive, the Nick Lewin putting you on hold. But I I want to take that call because I want to make sure that my partner did not get fired from my show on the weekends, my Supercross live show.
3: Okay. So because
2: that really Inappropriate. he didn't say anything inappropriate. Did he flash the camera? <laughs> like, Made a... Uh... And obscene Gesture, let's say. Okay. Happens. On the Jumbotron as well as on the live broadcast. Nice. Yeah, so here's what's happening. I'm missing a few because I'm doing a bunch of volleyball. I have three matches this week. Looking forward to those. USC versus UC Irvine. That'll be happening tomorrow evening on Pac-12 Networks. Then we'll have UCLA taking on the Northern Schools. So UCLA versus Stanford on Friday and UCLA versus Pacific on Saturday. That match on Saturday will cause me to miss Supercross from Anaheim on Saturday. Anaheim, too. So there's a drink in there somewhere. There's a guy who we had to put in, another host that we had to bring in, and, and I wanted him to run a segment because he have got to run the show for five weeks this year. Mm-hmm. And they bring him in to do it, and they're trying to do a Skype call, which, by the way, is a stupid idea to do Skype video chat over your thing when you don't have good internet on either side. It just messes up the eat both shows. And we are experts at that. Yeah, we are. And and they're trying to promote their other product, and I get that. But doing it the way we're doing it is not promoting their product. It's just screwing up both both products. So he's doing a Skype call, and it keeps dropping. And I peer underneath into the studio, and he sees me, and he gives the, the, the hand. Uh, he gives an inappropriate this. gesture. An inappropriate gesture, which would involve uh, pumping your fist right Right to left or left to right, depending upon your hand, several times vertically, and uh, just as he starts to do it, our our guy, our streaming guy, who is really the problem here, he cuts to him without telling him. Didn't tell him you were coming on. Just cuts to him, and this is at the time period where not only are we live and our audience about thirty thousand people worldwide. Yep. We're also on the jumbotron in the stadium. <laughs> I peer underneath, I see this happen, he does that, I see it, because I can see him, and I see the jumbotron behind. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. And you heard in the stadium. Oh. (laughs) Well, what was he, was he saying something at that time, too? He wasn't saying anything. Okay. And and it went all over Twitter. People were posting it in in, in GIFs. Interesting. Even out of context, people picked it up. I'll show it to you, Jeremy. No, I... Nobody else needs to know about this. Except for... All of our listeners. Our five listeners. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, uh, but, yeah, I want to make sure that he did not get let go, and that I didn't have to have a new broadcast partner when I go back in Oakland next because week. Because it's not like he did it on purpose. He wasn't doing it. No. And here's, you've seen this happen on this show, perhaps. A little insight on, on broadcasting. Or heard it on this show. When you, when you start to have technical issues, it starts to affect everything else as it cascades down. That, is, that has a cascading effect upon the broadcast. And we have this broadcast going on. This guy is our audio guy. He's cutting in over the thing, talking to us. We're take, He's trying to arrange a Skype call. The Skype is ringing in my ear headset while I'm doing another interview. Why are you doing a Skype call? <laughs> and why can everybody hear it? Anyway, it's sorry. But, but the audio is not done right. He's pressing the wrong buttons. The cables aren't hooked up right. He doesn't yep. have extension cables for things. Yep. We can't see our video monitor last week. It's way over on the other side here, like past you, and it's in... SD, like an SD feed, so it's all fuzzy, and it's on a 13-inch screen, and I'm supposed to be reading times off it that are this big, (laughs) that are a quarter-inch tall, and I'm like, I can't even see that thing. So that was the week before. This week, he gets a longer cable, because he, he, oh, he broke the cable right before we went on broadcast. Guy's just not doing his job. Yeah. So as soon as he doesn't do his job, we have a producer and director, allegedly, people who fill essentially those roles. Uh All their attention goes to him. And trying to put the fire out with this guy. Correct. So instead of paying attention to what I'm doing on air and and knowing what we're doing on air, they're trying to put out a fire. So now here I am on air, which is no problem until we're getting to, we have two deal points we need to mention with a guy who's on air, a sponsor bit. Mm -hmm. We have to talk to him about two things. We're talking to him about item number one. Mm -hmm. My producer comes back from putting out the fire and says, that's a good lead to item number one while we're talking. Meanwhile, we're already talking about item number one. Yeah. 40 seconds later. That's a good lead to item number one. Talk about item number one. And I have, I'm on camera. I can't hit the talk back and be like, we are talking about item number one. Yeah. The next message in my head headset 15 seconds later is. And you can't do a hand motion to let them know that you're already doing that. No. <laughs> the, next, the next thing from the director or the producer that I get is, Ricky's got to go. He's got to go. You've got to wrap it up. He's got to go. Okay. I know there's one more item on the, on the docket. Yeah. But if you tell me he's got to go and wrap it up. Then I'm out. Then we're out. Yeah. You killed the last item. Yeah. I take him out. Yeah. The director, the person who's responsible for making sure all the sponsor bits get done. Yeah, yeah. In this particular situation. Theater. Freaks out. Yep. Why'd you let him go? We didn't talk about the other. We didn't talk about number two. Why'd you let him go? Like, because I was told to. Yeah. I was told to let him go. We let him go. Yeah. No, we got to get him back. They bring him back. Awkward. We come out of break, he's back. Now, I look like a jackass, which on this show is common, but not that common in my professional life.
3: And the audience is like, okay, I thought he left. Why is he back?
2: We talk to him about the other item and then let him go again. But the whole time, there's technical stuff going wrong. Yeah. And he's doing things like cutting dust without telling us. You should say on camera. Coming back, so you know. so you're not. Because I'm looking somewhere else. Or you're not picking your nose. All those things. I'm not shuffling papers, reading yeah. something else. You're coming back. No, this guy just punches it and then goes, oh, you're on. Sweet. That's not helpful. Is he new? No. Hmm. He does this for a living, and it's his second year with us. Is he having family problems at home, so he's not focusing? <sighs> he's just not good at what he does. Okay. It's not good. Is he drinking on the job? Maybe he should start. <laughs> he forgot a laptop for the broadcast. Forgot one. That you have to have for the setup we have. Forgot it. It'd be like me coming over without my laptop with music. That happened once, but you drove back and got it. No, it was the cord. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, it'd be be like if you showed up and, first of all, didn't have your laptop. Yeah. Secondly, couldn't hook up our soundboard. Okay. And then once we're on the soundboard, didn't know which was the mute button. Copy that. Or which was the, the button that you could cut into my headset off air. Gotcha. That's your job. Like, that's, that's what that's this guy great. is paid to do. Do your job. And the problem becomes that it's not just him messing up. Him messing up messes up the whole thing. Yeah, it's a domino effect. Because I'm on air, and now nobody's talking to me. I'm trying to explain to folks these guys how TV works. Yeah. The producer talks to me. Nobody else talks to me. The producer talks to me. The producer talks to the director. The director talks to all the tech guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it works. Yep. Yeah. Right? And I occasionally hear from the director or from the sound guy for yeah. some odd reason. Yeah. But the producer is my, my communication line. The producer is in charge of everything in there. You should only be hearing one voice. The director is in charge of all the technical things. Yeah. They're in charge of the cameras, the sound, the graphics, the whole thing. Yeah. The producer's calling it out. The director's making it happen. Yeah. The producer is essentially the composer for the whole thing. Yep. I am the guy who's in front of the camera. So but You're the talent, Kevin. The producer is the one who's composing the thing, essentially. Yep. So that guy's not fired, and your partner's not fired. I hope that guy's fired, not my partner. Okay. My partner, he says, "I, I don't care. They can <laughs> let me go." He's been there for twenty years. He's exactly. like, all right, you can let me go." But it's just, it's a pain when things are going that way, and then you come out of the broadcast. and It's like, great, that was a lot of fun. That was a mess.
3: And it's tough too, because
2: as it's happening, like I've been in situations like, as it's happening, you know it's going bad. And there's nothing you can do about it at that moment. And I look like an idiot, too, in front of some other people because we come off when we let the guy go the first time. Yeah. And I'm getting grief direct from somebody about letting him go. Yeah. And I said, I was told to let him go. Yeah. If she says let him go, I got to let him go. If she says talk about item one and we're talking about item one, that's a problem. I'm already talking about item one. Yeah. So I got a little aggravated because it was mass confusion inside. Yeah. Well, they're making you look bad, and you're the one on TV. Yeah, yeah, I'm the one left holding the bag at the end of the day. Yep. So I I don't get that heated like I, I like I was telling her my the person who's really in charge there I said we're doing three hours of live TV with a skeleton crew yep. a janky setup yeah mistakes are gonna happen yeah I will cover the mistakes like people on air knew there were mistakes they didn't know how upset I was yeah well yeah, li- we, we didn't have the Bill O'Reilly we'll do it live yeah recorded somewhere
4: live.
2: Live events. I've never done a live event where everything has gone right. It never does. Not ever. Not one time ever. It's like playing a volleyball match. And Marv Dunphy, Doug Beal will tell you, it's not how the team plays when things go right. It's how the team plays when things go wrong. Yeah, for sure. When the other team puts pressure on you, when a situation puts pressure on you. Just things, something's going to go wrong or unexpected. 100%. And roll with the punches. And these guys, it's like they they expect it to be perfect every time. <sighs> Sure, you can expect that, but you can't be upset when it doesn't go the way. I want to meet somebody who's done a live event where it's gone perfectly. It's my goal for it to go perfectly. It's yes. my goal for me to say everything correct. That is my goal every time out. I think it may have happened once. It's <laughs> a perfect show. You know, the yeah. Sports Center yeah, commercial. Exactly. Oh, he has a perfect show going, but they're not talking to him during yeah. commercials. Like by by <laughs> segment four, no one would talk to him. <laughs> you know, that—that's my goal. Of course, but it's not going to happen. Nope. Perfect volleyball match doesn't happen. I maybe went 10 for 10 one time. Might have been the playoffs really important match, but anyways. Playoffs. We're not in playoffs. We're just starting the season with the men. Yep. But we have our guys. Uh-huh. Thanks to the AVCA. We bring you this feature each week. It's called College Volleyball Weekly here on the Net Live. A recap of what was. And a look at what will be with predictions, prognostications, and all kinds of chatter about the world of volleyball women's season gone by. We had double, double editions women's and men's last week, wrapping it up and teeing it up this week. We have just men's, and we will roll on through May with just the men. With our guys Jay Hossick and Rob on the mic. What up, gentlemen?
1: Hello, hello, hello gentlemen. How are you? <laughs>
2: Nice, to, great to, uh, be nice part to hear of the show. both your voices, Jay. I, I'm not sure that you've been listening to the show because you're on a bus ride somewhere. I know through the mountains, but uh, Matt Gardhoff <laughs> gave a shout out to you uh, during his his victory speech for the third man oh. of the year. You're going to want to listen to that part of the show.
1: Okay, I will. Uh, I will definitely give that a listen. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know that was happening. Uh, by the way, did you just use the word prognostication?
2: <laughs> I did.
1: Wow, bonus points. That's an SAT word right there,
2: Bernie. I got a triple word score.
1: (laughs) Triple word score with a P. Awesome. Awesome. Well, what's going on, guys? All
2: right. Well, gentlemen, let's start you off with this. And uh, I want to talk about UC Irvine defending national champions because we have Robbie here. And, Robbie, your Anteaters, the Eaters, lost to number six, Pepperdine. Number six. You were number three. Three sets to one. What's going on with UC Irvine? I've got them this week. I've talked to Dave. It just seems like Dave's going to earn his money this year.
4: Well, you know, I know you'd appreciate this, being the old Wave alum that you are, but, you know, the fact of the matter is Pepperdine came out really strong. I cannot take anything away from them. You know, first walked into the, to the, your good old stomping grounds at Firestone Fieldhouse, and the first thing I noticed was how big Josh Taylor got in the off season. His shoulders are super wide. His arms and his biceps are just bombs hanging off of his shoulders. And that night, he just took control of the match. And, you know, Marv was mixing it up. And it seemed like the Irvine block was a little confused because you'd have Kalmbach coming in the middle, hitting from the right side, then Tarantino in the middle and hitting left side. And it just was – it seemed like Irvine was guessing where these guys are going. And they both hit close to 500 against the Anteaters. And, you know, they're trying to throw some combos with a changeup of the setter from Fresoni to Stork. And, uh, you know, Pavardine just played awesome is what it came down to.
2: Well, yeah, the, the change in the training there, I think, has been huge. Uh, Matt, I can't remember Matt's last name, but Guy has come George over Gino. from yeah, from <laughs> Lipscomb University. Uh, he's been an important part, I know, of, of the change in the way that Marv trains his guys in the off season, trains his guys during season, and, and so on, and preps from the off-the-floor perspective. When I was there, it was left up to each individual guy, and some guys did it, some guys didn't, really. I was one of those guys that did, but it's good to hear that a guy like Josh Taylor is getting bigger and getting stronger. UC Irvine, Rob, it, just, it seems like they're not really sure who they are right now. They're going to struggle to fill the void of, of a guy who left them here, and we're talking about Kevin Tilley.
4: Yeah, you know, it's, I think that it's going to be definitely more of a, a team focus mentality now because they don't have that superstar that they had in Kevin Tilley and Carson Clark the year before. So I think everyone's going to have to pick up a little bit more slack this year. Although <clears throat> guys like Connor Hughes, who've been known to step it up in the national championship matches, we need to see him his talent spread out through the year now uh, rather than coming up in that. Anyway, it's great to come through the national championship match, but through the season, that's where his leadership is going to be needed.
2: All right, Kevin Tilley gone. Uh, that is a hitter who is hitting three thirty-eight, the only outside hitter well into the three hundreds. He had 395 kills. That was first on the team. He had 34 aces, which I believe was first on the team, 179 yep. digs, which was second to only the libero, and 64 blocks. That is huge to replace, and I'm glad you mentioned the fact that Carson Clark also has vanished from that team. That is a lot of offense to replace. Jay? Long Beach State right lost to number nine, BYU. So the number one team goes down right away and went down convincingly 3-1. Is this just a, an example of parody? Well,
1: first of all, Robbie, don't feel bad that uh, that Barney's out first because his contract is obligated to do that kind of stuff. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> he'll bring it out of the game in the future, I'm sure. As for, I'm um, getting, uh, getting beat by BYU, there's there's a lot of parity going on right now and you know, BYU I think uh, historically people have known that it's they're they're not as good on the road as they are at home and I think that's that's probably the the case that's going on right there. And uh, you know, Long Beach uh, I'm sure will rebound with uh, from this much, uh, without much of a strength. So, um, you know, good good on them for staying back in the wind track. Uh is gonna be tough mm-hmm. you know, for the year.
4: Hey Jay, I just want to add that. Did you notice that in in the quotables, Coach McGowan said that this was a week that BYU had a horrible week of practice and guys were sick and they came out and did this against Long Beach on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, I don't see that They it off and they Yeah,
2: Jay, we're kind of losing you here. I know you're you're driving through the mountains. You guys are on your way home from Hawaii. And, Robbie, give me kind of your synopsis or recap of that tournament in Hawaii. You had UCLA out there with Penn State, Ohio State, and the home rainbows. Uh, You had UCLA winning that tournament. And maybe a sign of things to come with the Bruins being back and being a different team in year two of the John Spraw era?
4: Oh definitely it's you know Gonzalo Carroga was a lot of the offense last year and Robert Page was to be you know up there with him well this year you're beginning to see Robert Page beginning to step up uh, in the statistical category with the kills and the hitting percentage but i think one of the other contributors to <clears throat> to the the bruin success early here has been Trent Kirsten in the middle his hitting percentage has been well over 500 from the middle and you got Odell setting an incredible games and running a great offense out there and uh you know you can just tell that they have a lot more confidence even though they had some uh, transitional changes unexpected transitional changes from the offseason it looks like coach Spara and his coaching staff along with you know Keller and Bex um have have really got these guys all dialed in and they're buying in to what what they're teaching so you know, it's, they've got a great relationship on the court <clears throat> with each other, and they're beginning to figure each other out. So with, you know, Robert Page staying at seven foot, you know, hitting outside, he's going to be hitting pretty high up uh, over the blocks. So, you know, they've, they've got some really good offensive weapons that are really contributing uh, at any given time of the match.
2: One of the things in talking to John Spraw about his team, he said that he kind of got rid of some of the riffraff, some of the attitude people, some of the, the folks who felt like they, they deserved to be there or was kind of an, an entitlement issue with a lot of the players that are there. Do you, do you see that inside of men's volleyball a little bit more? Do you see an entitlement issue with some of the players?
4: That's a tough one to, to figure out, you know, because there, there definitely is. You can look on the court and see – the team players, and you can also see the 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 eye guys, you know. And I I believe that this team that that um, Spira has got now, that's the buy-in. They're realizing, hey, uh, early in Spira's Irvine career, he preached four pillars of success, and one of those those the pillars was building family on the team. Uh, my guess is these guys are like a year in, like, oh wow, we can win. If we trust each other and take responsibility for uh, each of our parts to this whole team process, and I think this team is going to be a lot stronger than what people are giving them credit for uh, come the postseason. So yes, I, I think that this this uh, <clears throat> entitlement thing, at least at the UCLA thing, it'll probably get quashed pretty quickly if that starts to arise again. And obviously, you know, you mentioned that that's probably gotten rid of that riff My guess is those guys weren't buying into that that the team mentality. So. I only see wonderful things happening at UCLA. Give
2: me the give me the four pillars here for John Sprock. Can you remember him?
4: Right, you know, I'd have to look, go look back at my notes in 2006 because he gave a big leadership <laughs> conference on those. But I, I'll get them back to you. I'll put them on Facebook or something.
2: <laughs> all right, yeah, we'll look forward to picking up four pillars. Jay, what about these East Coast teams? Ohio State loses all three matches. You guys come out and let's see Penn State. You defeated Ohio State 3-0, but you had a, a really tight one against UCLA. What happened in that match? I know it was back and forth, one set, one set, one set, all the way to the fifth.
1: Yeah, yeah. hopefully you guys can hear me. Can you hear me okay right now? Yeah, it's better. Okay. Uh, you know, the UCLA match was the first match for us out of the season, and the you know, first game, I think it showed. I think the scores were I'm not quite sure what the, point, what the point score was, but I think it was somewhere around the 15 range. So that, that game kind of being washed out. Then we go through the rest of the match. We actually went up two one uh and going into the fifth game, uh, we were back and forth, back and forth and we were fourteen all and uh just you know, UCLA's big block came in and uh, came in a crucial moment there for us. So, you know, we're we pretty excited about that and, and then we go into the match against Hawaii and you know, playing Hawaii and Hawaii is always tough as it is. Uh and and you know, before before I get too far into it. Just a big hats off and a thank you to Hawaii. They always throw a really good tournament out there. That outrigger tournament's a lot of fun to be a part of. But this year, Hawaii is much improved, and uh, I would um, I would not want to play them later on in the season. They're starting to find a groove right now, and they're they're they got some pieces to the puzzle that have matured a little bit. and They got some more experience. They've got a new assistant coach uh, who is bringing some good things to the table, and um, yeah, you know they're they're starting to find some things out. So. I, I would be uh, hard-pressed to not see Hawaii in the playhouse uh, later on down the line. They're that good this year.
2: Jay, I saw your sailboat picture yesterday. I was <laughs> concerned that you were going to end up like uh, John McAfee or something, just uh, going to Belize and living in a hut.
0: <laughs>
4: I, was thinking, I was thinking more of the Brothers scene <laughs> doing the video. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it, it was a chance to get away for a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll comment a little bit on Ohio State. I think... They've got a they've got a few freshmen that uh, they put on the court this year, uh, and you know they're they're kind of taking their lumps a little bit. But they're going to be a good team. You know they're going to, they're going to try to figure some things out. Um, you know, and, and maybe this is one of those years where they say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna build on the future uh, and work around these freshmen. They got a nice trio of guys out in the court this weekend that uh, they got some much needed experience. So um, you know we'll see what happens uh, later on down the line for them.
2: All right, new poll just out. Stanford, the Cardinal, comes in at number one. Loyola Chicago remains at number two. Pepperdine, on the strength of its victory against UCI, moves up to number three. Long Beach State in four. Southern Cal in five. Then it's UCLA, UC Irvine, BYU, Lewis, and Hawaii. It should be duly noted that in preparation for my UCLA-Stanford match, which will happen on Friday at noon, interesting time for a men's volleyball match to happen, but Friday at noon at UCLA. Uh, I was talking to you head coach John Costi. It turns out John Costy, huge supercross fan. Used to go to Anaheim. <laughs> oh, drink. drink. He said he went to Anaheim for years and years, grew up riding with his dad. He is a huge supercross fan. And also add <laughs> to this list. This is I now have a three man wolf pack. It used to just be me with volleyball and supercross. It was a one man wolf pack. Well now I have three aboard. Me, John Costi, and Dan Verbalovich who reached out really? to my huge supercross fan. we got to talk. We've got to have lunch and talk about supercross. So happy for you. Dan yeah.
4: Danver Balls- <laughs> the supercross- That's a good name. <laughs>
2: wow. The blast from the past for those that were fans of the AVP back in the heyday, Dan Verbalovich, a part of the good times, the golden years of beach volleyball. So we I'll have tell you a what, I back.
1: I, I played a little oh. bit with him uh, over the last few summers when I lived in uh, in Orange County. Damn the good guy, so that's uh, good to know. The fluorescent
4: yeah. short era. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm I'm gonna pick John Costi to be the one who has the full beard and the wolf shirt.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sure to pick All up the right. keys at the swap meet. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> uh, awesome. So very good. All right, guys, give me uh, give me a little preview of this week. What matches are you watching, Jay Hosick?
1: All right, this week uh, we have got IPFW and Ball State coming into the house, and it's a big week for us because last year both those teams beat us on our road trip to Indiana. So we're going to be looking forward to that one. I'm also – got George Mason versus Ohio State, uh, and Robbie's going to get the ones out west, but the ones that I'm going to be watching out west mostly are going to be Long Beach State of Hawaii. I'm going to be watching Stanford-UCLA and I'm going to be watching BYU at Irvine. Those are the three that I'll be watching out there. So those are on my list. You know,
4: I'll I'll have to step on board with Jay saying those same matches, but UC Irvine at USC on Tuesday night is when I'm going to be working uh, for radio. So um, I think that's going to be a pretty big match for Irvine particularly since they're starting off MPSF at 0-1, and, And, you know, especially with – uh, still figuring stuff out, that's going to be a big one to watch. And then I agree, Long Beach State at Hawaii. That's going to be interesting because uh, Taylor Crab's hometown and a uh, hot Hawaii team right now will be uh, wonderful to watch. And I definitely need to point out that the, the BYU at Irvine match, the night before they're unveiling the 2013 National Championship banner at the men's basketball game. So we should have a pretty decent crowd coming out for Friday night's BYU at Irvine match.
2: Awesome. I really want to... I really want to find out what USC is made of this year. I think they're a huge question mark. As much as UCI is a question mark going from the national championship to whatever happens this year, I think USC is an interesting story going from a disaster last year on into this year. At one point, I think they were 4-21 and through a streak. It was just insane watching that team completely implode from two years ago and being in the national title hunt. So it's, uh, I think for, for good reason – and differing reasons, an early season opportunity to find out where UC Irvine and USC stand. Gentlemen, I'm surprised
4: you're not pumping Pepperdine there, Barney, because they're at USC on Thursday night. <laughs> you know,
2: I have to just go with the matches that I know are happening. And those are the ones that I'm doing on TV here. So I'll, I'll write that one down here Thursday so I know what's going on with the waves and I can get a good look at the packs of Josh Taylor.
4: Yep, and you can wear your orange Pepperdine sweatshirt while you're there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
2: They sent me an email today for a throwback stuff, and it was some of the crap that I bought when I was in school. So I'm officially part of the throwback up there at Pepperdine. Good, good. <laughs> type uh, of we, blue we short, are...
4: shorts. <laughs>
1: We are going off the rails quickly
2: here. <laughs> it's only the second one of the
1: year, and we've already
2: gone way off the rails. Stanford, number one. Loyola, Chicago, Pepperdine, Long Beach State, and USC, your top five. The new poll, only 15, and only one sheet of results from the ABCA. Grow the game, everybody. Property of Gary Sato. Grow the game. We need to do it because uh, we need more than one page worth of results. Get the Conference Carolinas, Jay, to report their freaking results. At least this go two sheets, then and we could – Know who's in the conference,
1: Carolinas, and not just know that are <laughs> on the
2: east coast somewhere.
1: I have got uh, I've got a phone call into their commissioner right now, so we will get that handled ASAP.
2: I want two sheets of paper next week, and it's on you, Jay.
1: Hey, thanks very I much, much guys, Rob and Jay Hasek for
2: calling in and being a part of this. We'll look forward to talking to you next week, gentlemen.
4: All right, gentlemen, have a good week.
2: All right, Jay.
1: Robbie, thanks for joining on board. See you boys later. Bye. All right, bye.
2: That's College Volleyball Weekly. Checking out Jay and Rob Asparo. Rob, all of a sudden in the mix for uh, third man of the year. The yeah. Katie award next year. Yeah. Just he, like that. He better get his acceptance. Just ready. like that. The bar has been set high. DJ, let's take a quick break here on the Net Live. We'll be right back to wrap it up on a Monday. It's been a good one. Not sure we talked enough about volleyball. What's volleyball? Ah, who cares? Is this a volleyball show? On the Live, we endeavor to expose you to new music. DJ Roche doing that. And how do you combine Bob Marley with Centipede? How does that happen? It's what they call a remix. Centipede? Remix? got to do what you got to do. I'm going to combine like an old uh, Imperial Margin commercial with music. Would that be good? Sure. It's not butter. It's Imperial! Something like that? Sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you tuning in for the Net Live. We had College of Volleyball Weekly, and we're sorry that we did not have Tom Fuhrer. We will get him. Hopefully, he has the 24-hour bug that I had, and it goes away quickly. We wish Tom Fuhrer the best, but we will hopefully have him on here soon. Second best show of 2014, would you say, Kevin? Second best show. Okay. I, I think that's a safe safe bet Perfect to go second best show of 2014, this program. Oh, I'm just shutting the cables and the doors. So thanks to Rob and to Jay for being on the program. Thanks to Matt Gardhoff for sending in his acceptance speech. And just being Matt Gardhoff. And being Matt Gardhoff, we appreciate the big blue Marlin that you are. We will be back with Annette Live. Remember, next weekend, it's a holiday, Martin Luther King Day. We don't work holidays, Jeremy. So we're going to endeavor to be back here on Tuesday with a new program. That'll be right before I have a men's volleyball match. It's going, to be, uh, it's going to be good if we move it there because I'll have UC Santa Barbara at UCLA that night. We can preview that a little bit. I'll have plenty of information available. Santa Barbara ranked? I wasn't listening. Uh, UCSB, I did not see where UCSB might be. I'm going to take a look, quick look here while we have it. And where is UCLA? UC again? Santa Barbara is sitting at number 11. Okay. And UCLA as well? UCLA is currently sixth. Okay. Should be a good match. Just up from seven, so but we'll know more about UCLA. They're gonna face off with number one Stanford on Friday afternoon at twelve o'clock. Yeah. Now if you want to come by that match, except Polly. You can come by and check it out. I like Polly. I was just there yesterday. We appreciate you being here. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks to everyone who contributes to this program. Thanks to Pretty for calling in. Thanks to the ABCA for their support as well as Volleyball Magazine. Thanks to you, the listener for being a part of the net live on mondays spread the word ladies and gentlemen Get us some more downloads we'll have more shows for you trying to better the volleyball world we'll keep bringing you some fun stuff i'm kevin he's jeremy we are gone